Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Hello, my friends. It's time to begin the show designed with you in mind. This is Tanisha Baker hosting the latest edition of What You Shouldn't Be Missing. Thanks for tuning in to the 205th show of Talking with T. It's April 29th, the 119th day of the year. And if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates. Comedian Jerry Seinfeld, country singer Willie Nelson, actress Michelle Pfeiffer, the late jazz musician Duke Ellington, late soulful songstress Tammy Terrell, rapper and entrepreneur Percy Robert Miller, better known as Master P, and gospel singer Erica Campbell. On this date in history, the L.A. riots began after the acquittal of the officers accused of beating Rodney King in 1992. On this date in 1961, ABC's Wide World of Sports first debuted, and in 2004, Oldsmobile builds its final car after 107 years of production. Also on this date in 1977, Alex Haley wins the Pulitzer Prize for Roots, and in 1983, Harold Washington was sworn in as the first black mayor of Chicago. Let's continue with our theme this month, Make It Rain, as we focus on financial literacy. I have a few tips that was posted by Knoxville, Tennessee financial advisor, David Jones. These are eight habits that will keep you broke. Number one, improper use of credit cards. Two, failure to build an adequate emergency fund. Three, making impulse purchases. Four, paying bills late. Five, buying items that you don't need. Six, not saving regularly. Seven, not saving for retirement. And eight, not talking about money. Let's turn our attention to our Monday Minute Quick Bits. The man currently carrying the title of sexiest man alive is off the market. Idris Elba married Sabrina Dowry, and I'm trying to be happy for them. Former Vice President Joe Biden has declared he is running in the 2020 presidential campaign. University of Tennessee Balls basketball coach Rick Barnes is now the third highest paid coach in college basketball after being set to earn $26 million over the next five seasons. Speaking of the balls, it was probably a little disappointing that not one ball football player was selected in the NFL draft this past weekend. But at the draft, a football player did get into trouble in Nashville this weekend where the NFL draft took place. Police arrested Houston Texan tight end Ryan Griffin Friday night after he got drunk and disorderly and punched out the window of the Hotel Indigo. He was charged with vandalism over $1,000 and public intoxication. It is reported that one of his friends told police he had been, quote, overserved referring to his alcohol consumption that evening. Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill has been banned from team activities after a recording came up with audio of him and his fiancée discussing the circumstances that led to their three-year-old son's broken arm. Now, I listened to a good portion of the audio in which the Fiance Crystal seems to believe that Tyreek broke his son's arm and that the son said daddy did it. She also stated that her son was terrified of him. At that point, you can hear Tyreek saying, 
You need to be terrified of me too, you dumb bee. Hill currently has a no contact order with his son. A shooting at a California synagogue left one dead and three wounded and is being called a hate crime. The 19-year-old gunman was armed with an AR-type assault weapon. The news reported that seven people were shot at a house party in North Nashville near Fisk University. Luckily, none of the injuries are life-threatening. An Uber driver picked up two passengers in Texas and one of the passengers shot and killed the other one. And from what I can tell, the shooter is still on the loose. Four people are dead and three others injured after a huge crane fell off a building in Seattle, crushing several cars. There is a sad outcome to a story we previously reported on the disappearance of five-year-old Andrew Frund near Chicago. Things started looking suspicious and sounding fishy. When his parents stopped cooperating with the police, Andrew's little body was found in a field about seven miles from his house, and his parents faced a slew of charges, including first-degree murder. The couple had forced their son to stand in a cold shower for an extended amount of time and then beat him. Now, I find this disturbing. The family had been under suspicion since February. Police had responded to their home 17 times for allegations of abuse and drug use. This child was born with opiates in his system. And at one point when the police responded, they described the house as being covered in dog feces and urine. The brother was removed after Andrew disappeared and the mother is currently seven months pregnant. Now, I personally feel this little boy didn't have to die at the hands of his parents. All the signs were there and I'm not sure where we missed the boat or where the Department of Children's Services didn't get appropriate help for him. But it definitely is a sad and tragic outcome that, in my opinion, didn't have to end that way. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. You're tuned in to Talking With T. All right, listeners, I now have 
the know-it-all Professor Jay, and our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, joining me to review trending news, hot topics, and more. First of all, as we get started, I just need to check on something. I try to touch base with you all each week and in between recordings, you know, to say, what's up, how you doing? But did either of you happen to go to Michigan last week? Well, no, because in the words of my grandma, I ain't lost enough there. Okay. So Jay didn't go. Pam? Unless one of my baby daddies up there, a child support looking for him, I ain't been up there either. Well, a box full of cash fell from the back of a man's truck onto U.S. Highway 31 in Grand Haven last Thursday. Traffic got backed up. People stopped getting out the car, trying to pick the money up. It was blowing all across the road. So the police temporarily closed the lanes, and then they were assisted by witnesses, you know, trying to pick up as much money as they could. The man had $30,000 in a box, and he said he accidentally left it on his bumper. And I guess you know how you leave something on your car and drive off and forget. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, out of the 30000 they picked up about 2500 So then they asked people, you know, would you please return the money? And people started bringing it back. One woman returned $3,880. Two 17-year-olds returned $630. Now, all they got left to get back is about 23000 so, to our Michigan listeners, will y'all please get that man his money back or at least half of it? I mean, he lost 30000 and and so far they just have 7000 of it back. Okay. Well, it seemed like to me that uh, old boy just needs to count that as a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, you done left the whole box full of $30,000 on the back of your bumper and said box has fallen into what sounds like and I could be wrong, what sounds like a major thoroughfare in this city in Michigan. Yeah, like a highway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. U.S. Highway 31. Broad counts your losses. People are probably paying their light bills, <laughs> their student loans, their car notes, because of an uh, ad for me in my house. Well, now, mm-hmm, all right. <laughs> yeah, he better just take that L and go on, and they'd be glad they didn't take all of it. Right. $23,000 gone. Why would he have... $30,000 in a box. I was yes. about to ask that. They didn't say that. In a box. How do you forget? I would, if I had $30,000 in a box, I definitely wouldn't be forgetting it nowhere. No, and it certainly wouldn't be on the back of my car on my bumper. As soon as I amassed that $30,000, I'd be going right to the bank. I'm just saying. Maybe that's where he was trying to go. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> See, I don't even know what 30000 in cash looks like. So, have either of you made it to the movies to see Avengers Endgame? No, ma'am. No. It's three three whole hours. It is. And I was was talking to one of my colleagues who... Don't, don't, now look here. Don't be saying no spoilers or nothing. No, no spoilers because he he didn't give us too much information. But the morning after he went to go see Avengers Endgame, he was leaning on the wall, and I told him, I said, you know, you got to wake up, sir. <laughs> His eyelids were getting a little low. He said, well, I went to go see Avengers Endgame last night. I said, first of all, let me side-eye you for sitting through a whole three-hour movie. I'd have to tell them, girls, you won't have to pause this. I got to go to the uh, to the restroom. That's what I was thinking. I need to watch it where I have the ability to pause. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them people that 
was online talking about um, when they went to see it that they put on the pins. Oh my God! And then what about the people? (laughs) Well, what about the people who sat through the marathon where you watched all twenty-two of them? Because I want to say it was fifty-nine hours, two and a half days. Mm Mm-hmm. I wish. What about those people? (laughs) Well, people did it, Jay. I'm tell you, and let me say this: it's busting the box office records wide open. Yes. And people have begged and warned people not to spoil the ending for those who haven't seen it, like myself. In fact, a man outside a Hong Kong theater got a big beat down after he saw the movie and came outside talking about the ending. I guess he spoiled it for some people who were waiting to go in. They beat him down. You got to see the picture. It's on the, our website. So that's just a warning. People all over the world are not playing with the hashtag. Hashtag don't spoil the end game. That's serious. Well, all I got to say is I went to go see Auntie Reese at Church of People on Amazing Grace. And I could barely get in the parking lot because everybody was going to see Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, really? Okay, then. Well, all right. But now, Jay, do you have you watched any of? The, are you an Avengers fan at all? No, ma'am. Mm-mm. Oh well, okay. No. Well, that's why you don't maybe understand how how crucial this is for those of us that enjoy the Avengers not to know what happened. Well, I'm sorry, but uh, three whole hours and then sitting through yeah, a that's whole, long. Uh, a whole day long marathon. No, that's about as long as the color purple, ain't it? Well, I don't think Color Purple was that long. Uh, I can't remember. It's, it seemed long, though. It was long. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm i not a big Avengers fan, but I probably could sit through it. Because I done sat through and watched the Temptations movie, I don't know how many times. And it's about... <laughs> uh-uh, and the uh, Jacksons. Yes. American Dream. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Pam. Lord Jesus. I'm going to see where you are. What's the other movie that I love that is long and I will watch it every time? Lady Sings the Blues. Bingo. <laughs> That's going to be our trivia. So, listeners, I hope you make a note because soon we're going to be having some trivia with some prizes. So you got to pay attention. One of, you just got one of the clues. Miss T's favorite movie, Lady Sings the Blues. But... I'm going to move on. Uh, apparently, protesters are up in arms in London about climate change and the business world's role in it. And when I say these people ain't playing, one group called the Extinction Rebellion blocked the London Stock Exchange by gluing themselves across entrances to the building. Do what? 26. They glued themselves together. 26 okay. of them were arrested. Mm-hmm. And then another group climbed on top of a train with their protest signs, and the police had to use ropes and ladders to get them down, which included an 83-year-old. Of course, Mm. I think five of them got arrested. Now, this last lady, she did the most. She went as far as pulling up her shirt. She glued her breast to the ground in front of Goldman Sachs. So the police surrounded her, put up screens to stop people from looking at her. I don't know how they got her up. You can read more details about these protests through the link under today's show by visiting www.talkingwitht.com. 
Now, I don't, I've never heard of this protest with the glue stuff. Have no, you? no, oh. no. Now, is no. this Elmer's glue or is this some Gorilla glue? I know that not. I'm just trying to figure out the point in gluing your breast to the sidewalk. I mean, if you're trying to hurt the business, I'm just not sure her method makes sense to me. And wouldn't that be painful, gluing yourself to concrete or to yes. another person, period? Right. When I was looking at the picture, I'm going to say it looked like maybe they had had glue. Basically, their hands looked like they were stuck together. So when they say they glued themselves together, literally is what they mean. Right, literally. Yeah. No. Well, anyway, <laughs> it's not that serious. What we gonna put? We, me, Jay, we gonna glue ourselves together in front of Sally May? <laughs> no, ma'am. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna keep looking at the call ID every time they call. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, some people get real creative when they suspect their spouse or their partner is cheating. Thirty-three-year-old Amber Lewis called the police, reporting a burglary. While she was really trying to catch her husband off guard, thinking he was having an affair. So she called the police, said there was a robbery going on in her house. Police come. But instead, she got herself in trouble. She's being charged with filing a false police report and more. What's the more, you ask? What's the more, you ask? What's the more? Yes. (laughs) What's more? When the police got there. They found marijuana, cocaine, other drugs throughout the house, including in the couple's five-year-old child's bedroom. Authorities were really upset because they wasted their time responding to her false call while there was a real emergency going on. There was a fire at a local school, and they were saying that they could have used their help on that scene. But wait a minute. Not only did Amber face charges, but her husband and the woman he was with Facing charges as well. I bet he was fired up. Didn't we just have a story last week about some stupidness with marijuana? Oh, that was the lady who asked the police if she could smoke her marijuana before they took her to jail. Again, stupidness. All stupidness. right. Stupidness. <laughs> so you call the police to your house because you think your husband's cheating because you want to catch him off guard and you call him and say it's a robbery. Knowing you got all these drugs, cocaine, marijuana, I mean, all this stuff in your house, what did you think was going to happen? Silly winch. Well, they got time. (laughs) 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 Okay, all right. Well, i got to get your opinion on something as well as our listeners. A Houston high school has implemented a dress code for parents. As reported by CNN, Principal Carlotta Outley-Brown, wrote in a letter earlier this month to parents that they cannot enter school grounds while wearing pajamas or revealing clothing. The school is prohibiting parents from wearing leggings, sagging pants, low-rider shorts, short dresses, low-cut tops. Women can't wear satin caps, hair curlers, a shower cap, or bonnets on their head. Now, some parents are not happy about these rules. Rosemary Young was handed a copy of the rules when she wore a satin cap to pick up her son from school. And she said she was in a hurry because her younger son had broken his arm earlier. 
The Houston Federation of Teachers think the school may have gone too far on that one. They said having body parts exposed is one thing, but turning someone away because they're hers and rollers is a little ridiculous. So I'm just wondering what y'all think about this whole parental dress code in schools. All right. As I step on my educator soapbox. Okay. You on the educator soapbox right now? I'm on, I'm on my educator soapbox right now. All right. Okay. So I cannot count how many parent conferences I have had with parents in pajama pants, tank top, and bonnet. And quite frankly, I'm tired of it. Okay. Let's, let's just, let's just be frank about this thing. And I've, you know, corresponded with several people through social media about this whole policy. And most of the people that I've corresponded with are in my age group. And we come from an era where when our parents came to school, they looked like parents who came to handle business. Now, Mm -hmm. even if either of my parents were off work and on the rare instance that they had to come to school to take care of business for either me or my sister, they looked like parents. They didn't come up there with their gowns on, do-rags, bonnets, none of that, okay? So, all right. Now, I agree with the policy in theory and even to some degree in practice. However, I saw an actual, the actual policy as it was written by the principal. Okay. On one hand, the English teacher in me wanted to get my purple pen and, you know, you know, proofread it because it was replete with all sorts of grammatical errors. Yes, God. Um, yeah, that's why I was struggling to read it, but go ahead. Carry on. Yeah. So I don't think that she really thought this thing through. Um, you think she just got mad one day because somebody that, came in there? That's what the pajamas on looked like. She, yeah. it, it, the okay. policy looked like, you know, somebody came in with their pajama pants, their bonnets, their tank tops, ashy ankles and flip-flops, and the <laughs> principal said, you know what, I'm going to fix these people. And she sat down at her computer and typed up a whole letter that went on and on and on and distributed it to, you know, everybody, and everybody mm-hmm. now includes us. So, I mean, like I said, in theory and to some degree in practice, I agree with the policy because I as a parent, I want to be able to take you seriously when you come to talk about your child. You walk okay. up in a parent conference looking like you just rolled out of bed, bed you've not seen soap and water. One of two things is going to happen. Your child is either going to be accepting of you because that is business usual for you in your household, or number two, your child is going to be embarrassed. Sam, what you think? I agree uh, to a certain extent. I don't understand the leggings part. You know, unless they're wanting to cut off shirts with the leggings. But a lot of women wear leggings. I mean, leggings are fashion statement now. With the long shirts or the long sweaters, I don't see anything wrong with leggings unless they're inappropriate. Well, now, Pam, some of them leggings are not, you know, of appropriate material to be worn, you know, out among the people. Or you have some who don't know the appropriate undergarments to wear under leggings. Right, that's what I, that's what I mean. If they're inappropriate, then I can right. see saying you can't use them because I've seen people have you know some see through ones or they see through on the side, and but you know some people mix up stockings with leggings. I think because it is no way 
that I should be able to see straight through the front and back of your legs. Those are called right. stockings or holes. We don't need. We don't need to know the day of the week as you are walking in front of us. Right. <laughs> so I have prayed before as I was to take my son to school, and I wasn't dressed yet, but I was getting him to school on time that there would be no cause for me to have to get out the car. Because okay. I might not have had on pajamas, but I'm pretty sure I've gone out with a few curlers or a satin cap. And Lord Jesus, help all day. Help here, help here, help here. I had to take him to school, Jay. All right, all right. Come yeah, on. I have, I have gone out to to drop them off to school, not looking fashionable. But sometimes you're rushing, you get up, and they say you don't have to go to work till later. Get up, take them to school. Say they miss the bus, you jump up in the midst of your fussing and your and your cuss words. You get in the car, you throw something and go and drop them off at school. You're not trying to. I wouldn't go to a parent-teacher conference like that or in the school right. like that. But if I'm in my car, right. Well, listeners, I love to hear your opinion on this. I do think that we should um, be aware of our parents in a school setting. I'm like, Jay, we don't want to embarrass our child or ourselves. We want to respect the institution of a school. Um, I just think that maybe the school could take in consideration the situation, you know. So they could have that dress code, pass it out so that parents are aware, and then they have a leg to stand on if they need to ask someone to leave. Well, look, we get ready to sign off. You know, this is our last show of April. We're wrapping up our theme, Make It Rain, as we have focused on financial literacy tips, tools, resources, how to help the people make wiser decisions about spending and savings. So I want to give the two of you a chance to share some words of wisdom on this topic before we sign off for today. Jay? I'm going to let Pam go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Please don't be out here trying to compete with the Joneses because I've seen them at Walmart and their card that got declined. The Joneses. <laughs> with the declined card. <laughs> That's a good one. Try don't try to compete with other people. Right. Yeah, don't spend what you don't have trying to compete with some people that probably don't like you anyway. So just just mm -hmm. don't do it. Live within your means. Very and good. Along those, and along those same lines, you know, set your priorities. You know, look at what's important to you. You know, do I want to go out and get these uh, true religion genes, or do I need to make sure that I've got this bill paid over here? What's more important? You know, looking fly out here in these streets, and your lights are cut off. I said what mm -hmm. I said. You said what you said. And you said it. <laughs> and good evening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, all right, listeners. Remember, starting May 7th, you can catch the Spice Twice as Nice as we'll continue to have our Monday show as well as our return back to radio. So you can check out check out Talking with T on Tuesdays by tuning in to 99.7 FM or 10.40 AM each Tuesday at 1.30 PM or stream WJBE. Talking with T on Tuesdays will feature stories, highlights, and news related to Knoxville, Tennessee, and surrounding areas in addition to our other trended topics. So that starts... Not tomorrow, but next Tuesday, and I can't wait to hear what the two of you have to say. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it.
Well, once again, we've come to the end. But stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com. Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to Talking With T anytime on your time through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, your online scoop of trending news to find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. It's not how much money you make, but how much money you keep, how hard it works for you, and how many generations you keep it for. Robert Kiyosaki. Remember where you heard the word, keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.